0: Yo, what's up people? It's another episode of The Other Side of the Sun podcast. I am the Solar Kid and today I have my uncle, Uncle Dougie, all the way from South Africa. And we're going to be talking about a few things of influence and spirituality, philosophy and maybe a bit of waffling, hopefully not too much. So uh, say hi, Doug, say hi to the people. Um, Hello, everybody lovely to connect with you so um the reason i got my uncle on here is because in my personal spiritual journey uh he has been an influence very very subtle influence and i mean i really i appreciate that so much like i'll 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 tell you a little bit about the point so when i was in my teens i used to stay a lot well actually my whole. Childhood, I used to stay a lot at my grandparents' house. Because all my friends were there in Bosmont and whatever. And um, I used to sleep in, was it your old room? Was that your old room in the court?:: Yeah, yeah, in the back room. Yeah, back room. So that used to be my room. And he had obviously moved out years ago. But there were two quotes on the wall. And the first one was a uh, Khalil Gibran co- quote that said, Think not you can guide the course of love, for love finding you worthy shall guide your course. And the other one was the serenity prayer, my, serenity. Mother Teresa. God grant me the serenity to ex, uh, accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. And um, I slept in that room and those quotes on the wall, and I did not realize that me look, just looking at those words on the wall would have such a profound effect on my life and stay with me for my whole life, basically, through everything. There's uh, Adele in the background there. Hello, Adele. How
1: are you Hi, doing?
0: With, you to,
1: no, I'm doing just a, bringing him some coffee.
0: That's good. Good Welcome company. to the podcast.
1: Are you well? You look great. <laughs> I love you. you.
0: Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, those quotes were very, I mean, still are very important and they stay with me. I don't even have to think about them. They just show up in my mind sometimes. <laughs> And then there was another point when I was about 18, 19, I think. And you gave me this folder. It was a folder where you had to, like, draw out your goals and you had to write out, like...
1: Yes, now I remember. Remember
0: that? Yeah, so, like, yes. this thing, you had. it had, like, all these, like, um, tasks that you had to do in order to, like, kind of visualize your goals and write down your... Yes, go-sitting. Yes, gold yeah. sitting, Yep. So that was a big one. And then another point was when I was about, I don't know if it was before I left for London, but you gave me conversations with God. Yes, correct. So I was, remember uh, that too. That was a good one. I mean, when I was 18, my mother gave me, 18 or 19, my mother also gave me the Alchemist, which was also a big, um, you know, catalyst for my, my path and I mean including my, my poetry as well. I yeah, maybe that's where that, my book landed up. <laughs> What's that? All your books? <laughs> the, the Alchemist. Yeah, well probably <laughs> and I mean the the, the the Prophet was one of your books that I had and I kicked. Oh yes. It. So yeah. and that's I actually I actually bought a physical copy like a year ago just to have you as well and I've got it yeah. on my phone as well in PDF. But um, yeah, so all these things were like checkpoints in my life and just I like the fact that I was influenced subtly because I was always rebellious. And when people tried to throw, I mean, I went through a phase where I was very religious and like I say religious because I was just, you know, in the whole Christianity sphere and I wasn't conscious. I'd say I was very religious, but I wasn't conscious. You know, for me it was like, this is right. You wrong. You going to hell if you don't do this, this and that. And like, it never sat, that well with me basically i always felt slightly uncomfortable because i always felt like how can only one way be the right way when there's so much history there's so many different cultures there's so many different people in the world and it led me to more discovery and searching so when i worked at the airport and i was like 23 i just started researching loads of different religions rastafarianism taoism buddhism islam everything and like judaism all these things just led me on this journey, when my uncle comes in he like really influenced me in that so let's I want to talk to you about your journey like um you always said when you were growing up you also had those similar feelings like you never felt like what a lot of people were saying your uncles the way they related to people or the I mean obviously you lived in apartheid South Africa which was a weird time I mean a lot of people in the world won't even understand what that's like you know I mean for us we are. So called colored people, which are basically people of mixed origin. And when I say mixed, I don't mean my grandmother, my mother's white, and my father's black, or my grandfather's black. We're talking about years and years of mixture, and then this government pushing us all into one group and saying, You guys are called colored, or Cape Colored, or Cape Malay, and this is it. So it's very, it was very confusing. So, I mean, tell us, tell me a bit, or tell us a bit about your early years and your experiences with, you know, just life in South Africa and, and spirituality or how you got drawn to certain things? Or?
1: Yeah uh, I think um, of course we were in a traditional uh, congregational uh, church, um, sort of family life. Uh, Mama He and uh, Daddy Arthur uh great influences in that respect. But there was a time <laughs> so we did like like Youth and, and, and boys brigade and girls brigade and all that, you know, at the, the church in Boston. And I I think I must have been about like fourteen years old. But so we yes, I think it was youth. Um, but the minister's daughter um, found that she wants to chase me around in the church. Who's that, Reverend Thorn? Reverend Thorne's daughter, and I was very really put off by this. I mean, you know, it's the Reverend's daughter, and this is such a sacred place. How could she do that? <laughs> and that was the turning point. I, from that point on, I just, like, didn't believe in all this, you know, this religion stuff. Well, I had to go because uh, your parents, you know, told you to go and so on, but I was really put off by it. <laughs> <Pacific>. <laughs> just because she's <you're> <laughs> around the church. Yes, <laughs> was, you're a good looking guy, man. It's a minister's daughter, you know. <laughs> I mean surely she can have like some uh, decent. Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, as I finished school and um, started working, that is in seventy six. So I can remember my first job in in uh, team, and that is where you know a lot of the protests were. Happening. Well, seventy six yeah, was a heavy year, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, it was really a, a, a tumultuous time. Me with my Afro, you know, sometimes going out and actually having a a, a police a, a band load of police coming to you and saying, you know. You must cut this air off otherwise we will take it off and you know just, yeah, just really. yeah they they stopped you in the street and they you know take whatever you have in the car that uh, that doesn't seem to be good for, for them um but at that time, uh I came across a book, I think it was the Marishi uh, who had uh, visited the Beatles. Because in in the six in yeah, it was, I think it was in the seventies that he visited London, okay, and introduced uh, meditation to the at that specific time uh, to the Western world. And I found a book, and I read this book, and it it really you know had a, an effect on me. But I put it down, and I never never thought of it again. I got married. Um, and, uh, you know, as things went, I uh, had children, got divorced. Uh, but then about 16 years ago, seventeen, eighteen, 18 maybe, um, I joined the School of Practical Philosophy. And I thought, you know, at that time, I'm going to like, uh, uh, well, those were my young days. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs>
0: Yes, and I played rugby for the All Blacks, you know?
1: Well, which All Blacks? <laughs> All Blacks. Not the uh, All Blacks. <laughs> <Even> All Blacks. <laughs> no, it was a local club. Uh, yeah, that was a, a great time in one's life, uh, playing a uh for the All Blacks. was so
0: quite cool. Well, I suppose, um, I mean, in those days... Uh... Most non white people supported the all blacks anyway. In um, when it came oh, to, oh, yes, yes, yes. When there
1: were any tests and so on, uh, we'd be all black supporters.
0: Yeah, no one was spoken to Africa. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, tell us a bit about your spiritual journey like, what things, I mean, what, uh, is there anything in particular? Yeah, so,
1: so, so as I said, uh, I joined the School of Practical Philosophy and, um, I really thought that I'd be sort of studying philosophy in such, uh, you know, formal sort of university manner or style, mm. and it didn't end up like that. Uh, there was an introduction to all sorts of ideas. Now, uh, one at that time was, you know, just very close. There was, you know, like you said, uh, it was Christianity. Uh, that that was it, or, or nothing. You know, and there were stayed ideas about certain things, and one was introduced in the early years in the school, in the foundation level of the school of practical philosophy, to numerous ideas, and ideas that were propounded by uh, numerous uh, uh, sources, from uh, Indian uh, philosophy to Western philosophy, um, a, a whole variety of, of, of uh, philosophy, and um, one just asks you know just you know just listen to these ideas, and you know if you feel it's good for you, just adopt it. If it's not, then you know just leave it up. But it was amazing how, uh, as one, were introduced to these uh, ideas, you. Uh, started becoming really um, inclusive of everything, everything around you, um, new ideas, and so on. Um, even the way you related to people around you, friends, family, and so on. And there was a huge turnaround in, um, and even uh, just exploring. I've, before that I, I, I hardly ever read it <laughs> and uh, i've i've become a real prolific reader mm. and in a sense of various different different ideas and philosophy but mainly mainly in the uh, uh the ancient uh, uh eastern philosophy that come out of the Upanishads and uh Right. It does. The way it is, yes. Exactly. Huddle that we on So uh yes, a lot of those ideas have now been, uh, have been practiced and becoming part of my life.
0: So before that you weren't actually just didn't think no,
1: oh, I wasn't Would you say you were no. like
0: what um agnostic or what is Well say,
1: I, I thought like myself because from that point, I mean as l got. Uh, you know, I went to church and so on. Got the kids who were confirmed in church and so on. I, I I saw myself as a atheist. Atheist.
0: Did you ever tell well, your and sisters that? Because they would have been freaked the hell out. There. Oh no, no. <laughs> as I started, I, as I started studying
1: and really uh, getting involved in, in the, the, the practical philosophy, I started studying Sanskrit. And uh, <laughs> by my brother Graham, Graham told me, I'm a devil worshiper. <laughs> As I was practicing the handwriting, and, uh, the sounding, the uh, shruti and so on. He told me, oh, you devil. You're a devil. <laughs> Why now? Because you were practicing Sanskrit? Yes. And I was, I was reciting Sanskrit uh, uh, Shruti, and verses and stuff. He said that? But then, as time went on, because we worked together, company, um, and I was I was practicing, am practicing uh, meditation. So as I was practicing meditation, so one time he came to me and said, "You know what? Did you practice? Did you?" meditate this morning, because I'm not having a nice day. There's something wrong here. Are you sure you meditated? So, um, I think from that time, he started accepting what I was studying. Uh, Because certainly, there was, I mean, in the household, working with him, there was was a, 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 a marked change in the way he behaved. The way things went in the household, mm-hmm. um, yeah, much
0: calmer, but, so, sort of That's so. It's interesting that um, what you're talking about, you know, him calling you a devil worship and stuff, because those are those are um, emotions and feelings or things that I've had to work out of my system because because you so you grow up with this perception that's been indoctrinated in you. I used to feel like any time I was around an Indian temple, or you know, being in a place like that, or even like a Muslim, anything that's different to what you are, you feel like this is like wrong. It's not the it's, you know what I mean? It's the it's you know, and literally and the worshiping
1: you know, idols,
0: yeah, worshiping idols and all the stuff. I mean, it it comes from like now that I've delved into it myself, and I, you know, I mean, Hinduism actually believe in one god, even though they've got loads of different you know, deities, you know, that's what I'm saying. It comes from a place of ignorance, like, you know, that, that whole feeling or perception of how, and I mean, it's such a beautiful um, faith, the Hinduism. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've mm-hmm. grown to like, um, Krishna is probably one of my favorite deities now, you know, like just the whole philosophy and the stories behind him and, you know, who he was and the things he did. And even like the things they do or in Buddhism. Like, um, you know Siddhartha and the, the Buddha you know what I mean the, the yeah. stories of his life it, it's yeah. when you actually like it's easy to dismiss something it's like I'll, I'll, I'll say like me coming home from London to South Africa and I see some of my owens bombing on the, the corner or whatever and they've never been outside or they've never been to London and they're like ah oh, London is like this it's not nice there or whatever and I'm thinking exactly but you've <laughs> never even been there or you never experienced it so how can you have an opinion about this and it's that same thing Yes, it's the that lack of understanding, and um... yes, so so that ignorance
1: lifts as one uh, explores these ideas, It's ideas like, you know, many people don't know what beauty is, really. Many people don't know what happiness is. Many people don't know what is if it is, how or what it is to really just be present in the moment. Presence of mind. Um, so all these ideas are not explored at all. Um, we just take in what has been fed to us, as you said, and it stays with us. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, when you get to a certain age, uh, nobody can tell you anything.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It only takes, like, generally uh, a near-death experience or some extreme circumstance to kind yeah. of jog you or like, you know, I don't know, uh-huh. like push you into like, I'll equate it uh-huh. to like, um, like people so who are drugs, experience. yeah, or like drug addictions. And then all of a sudden they find faith. And, you know, I find that like Christianity mm-hmm. or Islam and stuff is really good for that type, or any type of religion, like, because it yeah. helps people who have gone to the extreme of like, you know, drugs or whatever bring them back to kind of who they are and whatever. And that mm. stuff. But yeah, it, it usually takes something like a life changing experience to, to, kind of um, to get over that. So you, I mean, you have this, I mean, you've been studying this and you have this philosophy, like I would say it must be quite challenging because in a place like South Africa, where it's a very diverse country, but people are very like set in their ways. Whereas in London, I can go to a, Transcendental Meditation Center at any time, anywhere, you know, I can meet people from different faiths and, you know, different parts of the world. So like, what's it like for you navigating? Firstly, the tension in, because South Africa is a pretty tense place. If you've never been there, it's a beautiful place. Don't get me wrong. People are most friendliest you'll find ever, but there is tension in many areas, you know, when it comes to race or religion or, you know, your culture. So how do you navigate that? With your meditation.
1: <laughs> well, at at the at, at the start. So this was about maybe eighteen years ago, seventeen years. Ago, it was it was difficult. I mean, you know, when your brother can tell you you're a devil worshiper, <laughs> you can imagine what everybody else. Did. And the whole at that at that time the school was mainly white, uh, with people uh, attending the school, and so that was the challenge for me. Although I, I normally when, when something like that, when I'm faced with something like that, I just give it up and go. But I, I stuck with it. And, um, right now it is, uh, it's like, it's, uh, 180 degrees, uh, turn, turn in, in the way things and people have accepted, uh, each other. Yeah. It's, it's truly a, a rainbow nation um people are embracing uh, each other's differences um there are so many young people who are now coming into the doors of the school of practical philosophy and are uh warming to the aspect of uh meditation um in these times and well even before this uh, pandemic struck um that people are drawn to the the whole aspect of stillness and being able to uh, to be in a situation where there are more aware of what's happening around them. Is. People want that and that equates to happiness. People are searching for that happiness and um, one finds that as the mind is soulmate, that, that happiness um, uh, is, 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 uh, is experienced mm. um, so even uh, we've, we've now found that sure we've introduced an online uh, philosophy uh, uh, session uh, 10 ten months uh, sorry 10 week session uh, sessions and there were, sure, <laughs> over eighty-five people who registered. For wow, that's good. That. Yeah, and the draw, draw there was uh, the, the meditation. Um, so, so that's going well, and it's it, it, you know, it's a broad spectrum of people who have now uh, been attracted to this, yeah, that's uh, awesome. this this aspect of meditation. Mm. And being able to, 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 to fall stop. So, the school is situated, uh, uh, the Johannesburg school is situated in a, uh, city area called Jeppie's town. And, um, it's a, I mean, there are people from all over the world. Uh, well, it's really African, Africa-centric. Um, it used to be that area and Healbride. uh it used to be
0: Eurocentric. Ah, it's hey, just uh yeah. you take me there? Is that where the Sangomas have all the the medicines and stuff as well?
1: Very close close to the okay. yeah. So um St. Jeffistown uh, a lovely community. And we also have a community pro uh, project which uh I head. Um and coordinate, where the children from the immediate uh, vicinity come on a Saturday afternoon to just enjoy themselves. You know, we offer them things like cycling and arts and crafts, Um, and we've introduced uh, just what we call a stillness exercise, We you pause still and connect with your senses and uh, just pause throughout the period that they're there. At various intervals, just for and so on. And it, well, the, the amazing um, change in attitude um, from the smallest, like the three year old to the 16 year old, compared to children who just come in, um, there's a marked difference in the way they uh, present themselves. Uh, through and it's just to practice of this once a week of this stillness exercise um and pausing during uh, various activities Just just pausing it's amazing so yeah. um, the, the, the 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 community in in has been going for about 12 years and uh, the, the 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 parents fact uh, 55% of the households there are single parents, mother-headed um, families, and so it's quite difficult. Yeah. Um, but I think with the with the program that we we've set up there, um, there's there's uh, yes, it's it made a huge difference, and, and actually, children take that home with them uh, and introduce it to their families.
0: That's awesome. Have you guys set up any sort of um donation kind of scheme or like because uh, what you can do what I'll do is if you can send me like if there's any links and stuff that I can put in the description of this video, like if people want to support to help out the school yes. you know that would be like really cool as well yeah
1: so mainly we've been sort of, uh, funded by uh, we've received a lot of funds from all over the world, mainly from the school in London um, uh but yes uh are we actually in the throes of setting up a a uh a website and a specific program uh to acquire technology for the children mm. attending because uh they're finding it difficulty to actually um you know with a with the schoolwork itself okay so we 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 busy yeah. with that I'll let you
0: know as soon as that. Yeah, just send it to me, send it to me when you can. Um, Just before I move on to the next thing, I I wanted to speak to you a bit about COVID and about the situation in South Africa. But before that, just to like, um, not close, but just to finish on the philosophy aspect of it. What does duality mean to you? And how would you, because like that is something for me that, I think not for me, I think everybody struggles with, this, um, you know, the duality of life, like dealing with the the, the trappings of Maya, so to speak, like right? if I'm quoting some philosophy there, because even when you are on a spiritual path or you're not on a spiritual path, I think if you're not on a spiritual path, maybe, I don't know, I'm, I'm just guessing, maybe it's easier because then you don't have to think about, you know, trying to improve yourself or growing closer to a spirit or whatever you believe in. Because then when you do something wrong or you fall into your old ways or your old trappings or your old bad habits, so to speak, you don't feel as bad. Whereas with me, you know, I, there's still things and traits and, and stuff that I do, you know. I mean, I don't even feel comfortable saying it because they're from the darkest depths of my being, you know what I mean? If I, when I, when that happens to me, it's like I'm, I'm getting better at, because, you know, they teach you, it's all part of it, you know, without darkness there's no life, without light, there's no darkness, you know, in the yin and yang symbol, um it's you know all-encompassing of, of life, so i mean that's that's how I feel about it. so to you I mean to you, like what is duality and how do you I and mean, what do you feel about it and how do you navigate that? As well? yeah, yeah
1: so so the the philosophy that uh, one is now studying right now is uh, Advaita, which is Adwaita. um. Not, not two. Uh, so it's non-duality. But the thing is that we are householders. We we're living in this. world. Uh, you're not sitting on the, the top of the inner layers. And, yeah, meditating all day and uh, reciting, reciting <laughs> the waiters and so on. <laughs> you're you're in it. You're in it. So um, so on this. Spiritual path, um, one is uh, one is introduced to this non-duality. And the thing is that when you're on the spiritual path, uh, you can't drag anybody with you. It is a solo mission. It's a solo mission. So. In in uh, yes, we practice, and uh, you know, uh, the meditation helps to allow one to to attain that that uh, feeling of uh, oneness. But when 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 we're in the world, um, it's hardly hardly easy to actually practice practice that non duality. So in this world in this in this world, in our trappings in in, in, our, in the physical world, um uh there's there's really there isn't oneness. <laughs> and we see that all the time. Well, yeah. yeah. I think that
0: was one of the first uh, things uh, I had to
1: realize.
0: Cool. You know, when I was younger, because when I was younger, I'd learn something like say I'd you know get born again or going to religion, and it's like you want to tell everybody, you want everybody to, but it doesn't work. even your wife or your best friend or whatever, it's like you can't force them to experience what or like to gain the enlightenment or progress that you're having. And you can't. It's it's like you said, it's a solo mission, you know. And and that except so this mission, of, uh, is,
1: so this mission is to practice one. You see. And um, and in so and in so doing, the experience is just staying in the single pointed oneness, um, embracing everything, embracing
0: everybody. Uh, so that is the practice. Yeah, I, mean, I think I'm getting. So you're right. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm not getting. I mean, you don't get anyway. It's not like you. I think that's another thing: is you don't reach a point and then. You've got it all no, because hard.
1: you're at that point already. <laughs> we, we're all at that point, actually. Yeah, it's just that you don't see it, it's covered by all our can I say it? All our shit. yeah, I, <laughs> I can say it. this um, is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, those coverings are there. I mean, you know, uh, our body, our mind, um, uh, uh, what we eat, uh, all these things. Even our happiness, our so-called happiness, is also just a covering. Um, You know, everything that we know is a covering. Um, So we need to transcend all those coverings. And that's how And one does get a uh, glimpse of that. So yes, there is duality, uh, that, that is there. But it's the practice to actually experience the oneness, non-duality. Non-duality, yeah. And and one experiences it in in various ways, yeah. Uh, You know, I've got grandchildren, I've got uh, your uh, nieces and nephews, and to, 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 to be with them, is a most wonderful experience. Uh just to also just to be childlike. Because you can't when you when you when you're with children, um uh it's like they there's no covering. There's no covering. Yeah. So you've got to attend to them, you've got to be fully there with if, you, if your mind is somewhere else and your attention sort of, uh, gets taken away. Some um, there's no connection.
0: Yeah, there's and no you connection. could relate to them on their from their level or from their understanding. You know, like that, um, you can't expect them just to grasp concepts and things that you've now learned through your life, and then all of a sudden be like, "You must do it like this." <laughs> they, I mean, they haven't even you know, Exactly. And one sees the ways
1: in which one can introduce these ideas. And children are beautiful that way. The ideas that they grasp and they actually stop um, taking in. Well, it is, you know, whether it is the the concept of the idea of love, the concept of the idea of uh, of beauty, Yes, you know, introducing them to the elements that how these physical bodies are are constructed on. You know, I mean, what is air? <laughs> you can't like touch it really. Uh, yeah. To a child, you, you can actually introduce those ideas. For those things. It's beautiful, beautiful ideas. Yeah. So, so to, connecting with that. um just to stay with it. Because it's in this moment that everything
0: happens. That all experience is gained. No, I find with me, like um with my with my kids, like, you know, I've I've always had this kind of big brother complex. So like it's the same with like my story. Like I always wanna like show people because I found something that works for me, I wanna teach them. So like with my kids I've kind of taken a different approach where Isabella, she's from the time she's been born, she's always seen me doing yoga. She's always seen me exercising. She's always seen me playing guitar and doing things. And I've never been like, you must come and do this or do this. She'll, she she, just gravitates towards me. Some days when I'm in a yoga class, she'll come and she'll just do it with me. She'll do maybe five, 10 minutes or whatever, and then she'll get bored and go away. And that I find and I feel will be more beneficial. I think there there will be a time where she'll need more like, constructive learning instruction, you know, like where says she wants to learn piano and I have to teach her something. But even with that, like with Max and the other like, I'll just go and then just go on the keyboard and go do re mi fa sol la ti do. And then a few days later, I'll see them doing it by themselves. You know, like mm-hmm. there's so many different ways of, mm-hmm. of um, intriguing them, but I find that showing them through, or you doing something personally is the best way of teaching you know, a concept mm-hmm. that you're trying to get across to somewhere else, like, you have to obviously believe it and do it yourself. You know, I can't teach a book about yoga or spirituality and stuff and then I don't even do it. It's like, well, what do you mean? You know what I mean? It's like, it's a story in a exactly. book, you know? It's a story in a book that you're telling me exactly. about <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: maybe I can just relate this to the But uh, Del's granddaughter is four years old. And there are uh, three dogs here. And I one day said, Come with me. Come, let's go and pick up the poo. And this must have been maybe uh, like maybe eight months ago. Or so. She is the amazing poo spotter and she helps me pick up the poo. And so, <laughs> so it doesn't <laughs> bother her. You know, this That's poo, the thing. This dog uh so, so so two days ago, in the in the past week, we got two kittens, and they they do their thing in the box, and she just takes the packet and takes the poo out, and now she does it nice. she cleans out the cat, yes, nice. and you see that's it, you know uh, and it's not about just picking up poo, it's about like okay uh how the grass grows and how uh, the says so, you know, all those things, you know, all, all embracing experience. Yes, 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 creating a, and a, things grow from
0: me, you know, yeah, it's creating a, um, creating an air of awareness in their lives, you know, like when yes. I'm out with the kids, I'll be like, It's Isn't it a lovely day? Or like, look at the clouds or like, look at the birds, you know, what's the birds doing? Or like, if it's a rainy day, because London has obviously many rainy days. Or like, if it's a hot day, I'll be like, don't forget, take a bit of that sunshine, keep it in your pockets. And then when it's a rainy day, I'll say, where's that sunshine? You know, they put put, put a smile on your face. So, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, that's, that's a great, beautiful, you know, walking barefooted on the grass. Barefoot. Oh, just playing uh, to, it's, it's so delightful. Mm. And it's, um, yeah, the elements are, uh, how we choose to experience it. Mm. It's interesting. It's really interesting. So just just slightly
0: moving away from mm-hmm. it, you still there? Yes, yes. I just wanted to ask you a little bit about um, the COVID experience because obviously that's a major part of the world right now. And like, what's it been like for you? And what's your take on South Africa and the way it's been dealt with and stuff? Not to get too. If you want to get a bit political, that's fine. But yeah, just maybe start with the COVID experience and then. Yeah. Yes,
1: it it, it is. You see. It, it's, it's it's there. It's a reality. <laughs> it's uh, it's something that uh, it's deadly. <laughs> um, so there, yeah. but I think from from what what my experience is that, um, shoo I I don't know if this is a huge conspiracy and how, you know that 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 some. People have worked this thing out and know exactly what's unfolding itself like, uh, like, like it's been engineered yes yes yes, but anyway um it, it's there and and uh, uh you know the social media and the uh the technology we have nowadays have taken something away from humanity. I have that that feeling. Uh, uh, our senses, as I said earlier, on, are are our doorways to experience, really so uh, touch smell and taste are very important in who we how we how we behave. This period has taken a lot away from us. Even just being in proximity um, to each other. We need each other. Touch, yes. Um the sound, the people's voice voices. It's it's all part of us. And um and I think governments are pushing or taking advantage of the situation. Governments around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at here yeah, in South Africa, the ban on cigarettes. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Are you there now? Yep. So the ban on, on, on cigarettes and alcohol, well, they one went one. way too far with that. Well, that is crazy. So so they're taking advantage of the situation and seeing how far they can go in. Um, um, robbing the citizens of the country of their freedom, Mm. their basic rights, and of course it goes down the line to policemen, to people who who are working in governmental institutions and Um, and even businesses. Uh, It's crazy. Uh, how, how things have unfolded in some 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 instances, on the other hand, uh, and I don't you know, a lot of people are saying there's a shift things uh, there's a new normal and so on i i don't I don't really subscribe to that. Um, and the reason for that is that uh, in most instances. People have been forced to uh, to to spend some more time with social media, and to spend some, a lot of time in front of the TV. Mm. There's no growth in that. Whatever is on the TV or on social media is just is, is a whole lot of it's noise. Food. There's a whole lot of noise. So there's no growth in that. There's no shift in that. So and and you could even see it like coming out of when people started started going to work, right? I think it was level three or something. The the mistakes people were making, you know, it it was it was crazy to see this happen. Um, so I don't know about that. I don't know about the shift. Consciousness. I don't know that you know people are becoming more aware. The, all the all the things we see happening in uh, in the United States, in uh, Germany now recently, and so on, all these demonstrations and so on. It's not a shift. It's not uh, a, a an increase in, in consciousness. It is. It is an edginess. Mm. Yeah, in society,
0: we we. It's not new we either. Started. Sorry, it's not new either. Yeah, I mean these exactly. protests and uh, you know, like, I mean, people think uh, it's new. I was watching a documentary on Bob Marley last night, and in the '70s in Britain, people—I mean, the civil rights movement was going on in America, it was oh. happening in Britain. You know what I mean? South Africa in the '70s, like. Yeah. It's not new, really, you know.
1: Individuals are isolated and uh, they're being fed what uh, those uh, whoever they are. (laughs) 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 You you can see I mean, if you like on Facebook, I'm on Facebook. You can see you're fed what they want you
0: to. Uh, It's interesting what you said (laughs) about the. Taking away of our senses and that kind of thing, like even now in the in the well, it's not really the aftermath because it's still going on. But uh, people now walk around with half of their faces covered. Exactly. Exactly. You know. So I don't.
1: uh, That that affects sight as well as smell and taste.
0: Three,
1: obviously, your major senses.
0: And I don't you like wearing it. it. Like, like it. I wear it when I go out, but I hate wearing that. I feel like I can't breathe with that thing on. Yeah, yeah. So the
1: experience, I mean, is is taken away from you know the full
0: experience of life. You know what it feels like to me. I feel like is is it's it's like conditioning. You know, like when you wanna. Um, So you want to train a dog to to become a killer and you put it in a cage and then you don't feed it for like 10 days. And then you start giving it like a little bit of meat if it does that. And then you give it a bit more if it does. That's what I feel like. I don't know who. I mean, I'm not like, I like conspiracy theories and stuff like that. But I mean, I don't know what, but like, that's what I feel, you know, is happening. No, it is. It is.
1: It is. You're in South Africa. Uh, and it's most probably happening all over the world, is that um, the government is seeing that in spite of the ban on alcohol, alcohol and cigarettes, there wasn't much terror protest. There weren't like hundreds of thousands of people going out in the street.
0: Yeah, because if so it was normal, people would have protested, because ah. that's the thing. But because of this virus now, yes. people just accepted it.
1: Yes, yes. So, and they're going to go, they're going to do something drastic. So they know how far they can go. Um, yeah, they're going to do that. It's mad. Um, but, uh, it is, well, it's affecting people. People are dying. And we've got to be very vigilant and careful mm. in, in how we. It's it's very nice in in that uh, the whole hygiene uh, education is now taken being taken serious, you know, uh, with regards to this. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, you can't
0: go to church. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's but then, you know, the, the weird the weird thing for me is. Um, over here in the UK, people have been going mad, but our lockdown was nothing like compared to you guys, or even I've heard like in Venezuela and those places where, oh, yeah, the first three weeks, you couldn't even leave your yards, you couldn't have alcohol, cigarettes. I mean, yeah, from the beginning, no. you could still go out once a day for exercise, and they relaxed that as time went on, and then like we were allowed to play golf and stuff. It was nothing like people don't understand, like what. It must be like imagine like people love to drink here. They love their pubs. They were complaining, but they could go and um, what do you call it? Panic buy and stock the people have had the opportunity, and we were still getting deliveries here, non-stop. Right. Like we could, we were ordering food, and you know our fridges were stocked and stuff. Whereas over there, I don't think people can understand. You like, even, yeah, I think about people no, in the different. townships or people who it was like, horrendous,
1: the renters and and um, so the uh the economic and financial uh, repercussions. <laughs> Whoa. Um we need many, 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 many counselors now in South Africa yeah. and across the world I Yeah. Um the, the mental health is definitely mental suicide health rate, Yeah. Suicide Su- suicide rate is increasing. Um you, you know Small businesses are suffering and big businesses are yep. suffering. Every you know, and, and it seems like okay, the government, people who still have jobs are the, the people who work in government. Or in banks. Mm, not particularly, eh? The, no? the banks are suffering. The banks are suffering as well. I the guys like uh Vodacom and MTN itself, they are brutal. driving. Mm. They are online I everything. Mean, that's online. Yeah. Network coverage yeah. or so, you know service no, providers. And, you know, app app developers and all those guys, they they really make it. Mm. Um but otherwise it's 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 it is really a depression of, you know, huge
0: proportion mm. never seen before so yeah man I mean that is that's yeah that's just um, just to kind of uh, round things up or finish off and stuff do you have um any final thoughts or things you want to share or uh, say and then I'll, I'll yeah well I, I, our
1: minds are incredible our minds are are actually the uh, there's the doorway to to who we are so we must be careful what uh, we put in there uh, like many people have said you know it's a garden uh, to be um, cultivated and looked after in a very delicate way so that you don't plant weeds but plants. And cultivate things that are going to be useful. So, so one has got one has got to do that, and um, and really be mindful and, and practice how to do that. You know, require the rules um, the to to remain uh, mindful, and uh, I believe that that will. Uh, ensure that uh, there's, there's happiness all the time. <laughs> We're all over the places. Oh, here we
0: go. Hello, young man.
1: Wow, you're getting so tall. Ah, hello. <laughs> Welcome. My uncle. Welcome. Doggy. Doggy. <laughs> Why yeah. is a doggy? It's not a doggy. It's it's it. it's uncle
0: Dougie.
1: Hmm?
0: <laughs> <is a> <laughs> you saying you're a doggy, a doggy.
1: <laughs> a doggy, <laughs> you're
0: no, a doggy. Uncle He's a Doggy, not
1: doggy. a Uncle Douglas. Uncle really He's a doggy. Uncle Douglas. Uncle Douglas. Hello.
0: Yeah. Doug. <laughs> oh, thanks. the other Uncle. Is
1: yes,
0: it is So, um, let's let's uh, finish off the the podcast.
1: Uncle.
0: Um, Doug. Thank you so much for coming on, Doug's Uncle. Uncle. Is on Max. Hey, yeah. don't forget to like and subscribe to Other Side of the Sun podcast. Don't
1: forget to like and subscribe to the Other Side of the Sun.
0: Like, subscribe. When Thank you, you so much. Like <laughs> and
1: subscribe.
0: This has been the other side of the sun. Yeah.
1: Daddy has a YouTube channel. <laughs>